Hello, and welcome to DIY Data 5. I'm your host, Michael Yurig. Today is November 25th, 2020, and this is episode 12, The Most Common Question. In today's episode, I'm going to give a somewhat, air quotes, basic answer to the most common question my wife and I get all the time when people hear we have five kids and all the life activities we have going on. So, what's the question? Okay, it's not that easy. First, I want to run down a little list of things that my wife and I might be talking about when we get asked this question. And I'm going to just let your mind run a wander a little bit. So I got a list. It's less than 10, I promise. But here's some of the things we might be talking about. Our kids. We have five. We talk about our kids a lot, of course, because, you know, they run our lives. I mean, we have a lot going on with them in our lives. Um, So that's obviously something normal we talk about. Um, she homeschooled three of our kids, so obviously there's a lot of there. And also there's no additional child care for the other two because um, she takes care of them. My wife is a very avid runner, like I've discussed before. She loves to run a lot. Also, she trains for Ninja Gym. Um, she does that on a weekly basis, and she also does um, some virtual training once a week as well uh, with another person um, to help her with her, her ninja training as well. Uh, so that's four things uh, on this list. Uh, We both lead a home small group um, that is a part of our church activity. Uh, So that happens on a a bi-weekly basis at a minimum. Uh, I also uh, help coordinate a uh, what's called Financial Peace University, which is a financial literacy class, um, which goes for nine weeks at a time. And I do that twice a year. Um, So that's something that I do on the side as well. Uh, We are also very, very active in our church. We both serve as much as we can, of course, um, during times when non-COVID, that's much more prevalent in our lives. Right now, it is a little bit more limited because church can't meet as much as it normally does, as uh, intense as, as it is. Uh, but we do serve as, as much as we can in different ways now. Uh, not to mention our normal social lives, which is still going on as best as possible. Uh, we do things differently, obviously, now than we did in the past and will in the future. And number nine on this list, of course, there are the kids' extracurricular activities themselves, you know. So we have, uh, you know, kids with gymnastics or uh, play dates and, and stuff like that as well, you know. Not to mention just the raising of the kids themselves. So you know, we talk about a lot of this other stuff, and usually this main question comes up a lot more so than other questions. So what's the question? Have you thought of it yet? I'm sure you've thought of a lot of different questions because a lot of people have asked us different questions in these kinds of conversations. You know, so let me give you some of the questions we have gotten other than the most common question. How many? Like they're shocked and don't believe that we have five kids. It's not a common number. It's obviously not the shocking numbers that we've heard out there, Octomom and Stuggards and stuff like that. And it's not even the most, you know, amongst our friends that, you know, I have... I have friends who have six or I've known even in my own family, people with more kids than I have. So, you know, five is, is a higher number. Yes. Um, but again, I've, I know other people with just as many, um, was that on purpose? Um, yes, yes. Five kids was on purpose. We were actually thinking maybe even six if, if there was a, a reason for that. Do you have a nanny? Um, no might be a reason to if you know we needed the help but it's definitely not something that we do it's this is you know our job our responsibility not nothing against it for those who do have one 
obviously it's a great benefit to be able to have one if if your lifestyle so deems necessary and you can afford it um, but no we don't have a nanny how much is your food bill this one i actually fear eventually changing um again most of my kid all of my kids are 10 and younger um my 2 year old boy is always hungry always hungry always wants to eat and i remember uh, what my parents always complained about for me was that I was always hungry, and that still has yet to change. And I fear what will happen when he becomes a teenager. So our food bill is definitely a big question. Do you drive a bus? I've ha- I've, I've been asked that one. I don't know if my wife has. Uh, but no, we have a minivan. It works perfectly fine. It doesn't even have the uh, six seats in the back. It only has the five seats in the back. Uh, that just means we can't carry their friends around with them. Do you ever get sleep? Luckily, all our all of our children are now two and older, so we do get some sleep most of the time now, and they're even potty trained now, which is great. Um, so we don't have diapers anymore, which is awesome. And did you come from a big family? So that's that's kind of an interesting uh, thing because people kind of assume just because you have five kids, you were either you were part of a big family, so you're kind of used to it, so it kind of perpetuates the idea of wanting to have a big family. By the way, my wife was one of three, so okay, so she had siblings, so she's used to it. I, on the other hand, am an only child. I don't think I know if I've mentioned that in the past, um, so I've never had any siblings. Again, I have family members on my side that had larger family um, sizes, uh, seven seven siblings and stuff like that, and I was friends with uh, kids that were, you know, five or six uh, in their total sibling sizes, you know, so I saw it, but again... I was not one of a large family. Uh, my wife's father is one of eight. You know, I know other family members, again, large, large families, but I personally was not, uh, you know, one of many siblings. And my mom or my wife uh, as a child was just one of three, which is kind of typical uh, when it comes to that. Okay, so enough rambling. So I kind of gave you what we talked about when this question comes up. I kind of gave you the question that we normally get. So we ruled out some of the ones you might have been thinking, uh, some of the, the funny ones that we some get. Um, I've, I've gotten, are you crazy? I can never do that. That's a statement. That's not a question. I understand. Um, you know. So what is the most common question? Oh, by the way, this is going to be primarily on the, the parenting, but a lot of this also does hone in on the DIY because that's a part of our life. How do we do it? How do you have time to DIY it? So this kind of goes along with that idea of how do you get it done? How do you do it? Did you catch that? No? Okay. I gave you the answer when I was talking about the DIY. How do you get it done? How do you do it? How do you seem to get it all done in the same 24 hours that everyone else has? Granted, there's two of us, you know, but there's plenty of families that have both fam- both parents. Yes, there's, you know, some single parent families out there. I myself was a single parent for a while. My wife was a single parent for a while. And there's plenty of parents out there that are still single parents and will probably be single parents for the rest of their child's lives. And that's unfortunate. But there are plenty of parents out there that are single parents. And there's plenty of parents out there that have both uh, spouses still together that ask this question. How do you get it done? How do you do it? And at first when I was asked this question, you know, I mean, my wife and I, we've been married 
uh, almost six, five and a half years. We're working on our sixth year. And we have five five kids. And we started getting asked this question a couple years ago now because our youngest are almost three. I almost took it as a joke as if people didn't really want my actual answer because, again, I was only 35 and I didn't feel I really had the, I don't know, age to go with the uh, experience needed for the question. But really, people did seem to want the answer because it kept getting asked. Um, after a while, I started realizing that the people weren't just asking the question. They kept asking the question. Multiple people or the same people would ask over and over. And they would even push for the answer. You know, it wasn't just, oh, you know, I can't believe that. You know, how do you, how do, you do it? And they would just, you know, laugh it off. They would actually, like, stare at me waiting for an answer. Like, how do you do it? What is your secret? What do you do to make sure things don't go horribly wrong or something major gets missed? That actually got me thinking of what is it that my wife and I did that seemed to work so well? And where did we develop the ability to stretch our time or stretch whatever it is that needed to be stretched to make the day work better? Because, again, we, we have the same 24 hours as everybody else. You know, it's not like on MIB where we work on a 36-day hour. You know, we, we have the same or 36-hour day. Mess that up. But we seem to take care of our kids, get everything done, have our personal time, have our um, things that we have to get done. We have a social life. Our kids have their social lives. Schooling gets done. You know, we seem to work it all out. And people are noticing it and they're asking the how. So I broke it down into a couple areas and I wanted to just kind of glance over each of these areas. And I'm hoping this will start a conversation, um, whether it's with yourself or if you want to reach out to me and start asking some questions and we can uh, we can go from there. So first, I want to kind of give a little background on where it came from for my wife and for myself, because her and I are very different people. Um, so I'm going to address what I kind of call our personal special sauce, kind of reveal the man behind the curtain, if you will, because um, my wife and I are very different. Um, for her, uh, in her background, she actually at some at a point in her life ran a child care center. So she actually has experience dealing with children. Uh, lots of children, and, and not just face-to-face with the children, but also trained at the scheduling of the people and the programs and that kind of stuff. So when it came to a lot of that aspect of our lives, she is very good at that. That doesn't mean in our home it's any easier, because you have to remember, I've discussed this before, it is her children. Our children bring this little extra edge to everything. So even though she has the knowledge, there is still some, some issue that has to be figured out, but she has that kind of heart about her. And like I said, she's had that passion to spend the time with her children. So that makes her doing this kind of stuff with children and the amount of children a lot easier. Now, me, on the other hand, I have a lot of uh, training because again, I was in the military for 15 years. And that helps me to be a major planner on pretty much everything and and how to operate um, a very busy schedule. 
Um, very military is very big on backwards planning, time hacks, and making sure things can get done in an orderly manner. So when you have a lot of things going on, scheduling and timing and all of that and checklists, I am huge on and it works very well. So whenever things start getting chaotic, my first thing is we got to make a list. And my wife is very good and she's good at being on board with that. So taking my strength and, and what and her following on that goes well. And then I like to read um, things to learn. Uh, and that's just, again, something that is natural for me and it's always been there. So that's kind of our two backgrounds that really is natural for us. So now I don't want you to look at our backgrounds and use that as a disqualifier for yourself on being able to make yourself a go-getter when it comes to your own life and, and what you might be able to do, but just understand that for us and how we are, we lean on those as our primary uh, forces that help project us into success. So you may have to look at yourself and see what are your primary forces that can project you into success. And everybody can be different. A lot of people will have similar backgrounds, but you have to actually look internally to see what those, um, your bedrock would be for, again, the passion or the skill set that you might have to utilize and develop for going forward and how to get it done. So when we take that kind of stuff, and once we've identified that stuff, you really need to understand how do you grow from there. And really, a lot of people believe that if you just pay attention to what's going on, and then you quote unquote, try your best, you'll get it done. But unfortunately, that doesn't cut it if you really want to achieve success. You've got to do more. You can't just try. You can't just react. You've got to be forward thinking. You've got to know that something's going to come in the future and you've got to do more to prepare for it. You've got to understand that you've got to set time aside now to plan for the future. Okay? So there's tons of resources out there to help you plan for the future. And if you set some time aside to say, what do I expect to experience in the future and how can I best prepare for it, then you can start setting those goals to prepare for it. Now, in this situation, like I said, we're usually talking about our kids and our lifestyle and that kind of stuff. And people ask, how do you do it? And they're talking about our lifestyle with our kids, with the five kids and all the activities and all that other stuff. So I'm going to talk about that. One of the big things that we do, uh, my wife and I, is we read. Reading is very important. Now, it doesn't have to be a physical book. It could be a digital book. It could be an ebook. could be an audiobook. Now, granted, I understand audiobook is not reading, but it is, a, it is the written content that is important. And then in this case, the things that are important is the content itself. So when it comes to the things that really help feed us, we read things on relationships, so how to be a better husband, a better wife, uh, how to be a better parent, so we read things on parenting, uh, on child behavior. My wife read uh, the book uh, Strong Will Child, which, let me tell you, was very interesting when she started reading the chapter on uh, what children, strong-willed children tend to do when they f figure out what you're doing with that book. 
Uh, as soon as she read that chapter, one of our children started marking it up with a marker. Interestingly enough. Uh, not as bad as what some of the other children have done with the book, I guess, but it was just very funny as soon as she read the chapter, our child did something to the book. Just like it said, children tend to do. Um, reading books on leadership, because as a parent, you are to be a leader in your household, both the wife and, and the husband. Uh, you lead your children, you, you lead your family uh, in different ways as a husband and as a wife. So these different kinds of things that you read are very important for developing yourself as a person to help get it done because nobody knows how to be a better person until they learn. And the way to learn is to read another, cause you could go to school for it, but school is very expensive. Let's be honest. And if you know, you already have a college degree, that's great. But most people aren't going to go to get a college degree on getting it done. So read, read books, you know, uh, and get a, an audio book or something like that, you know, tons of materials out there, you know, just absorb as much as you can, uh, you know, take as much as you can out of that. The other thing is ask questions of others. Okay. There are tons of people around us that have experience. Now, obviously choose the right types of people. You know, if you're a parent, you want to ask other parents that you see succeeding. Obviously people somehow, see my wife and I succeeding. So they ask us the questions. Um, uh, we ask other parents that we see succeeding questions all the time. We have a few families that we will reach out to quite regularly and ask them the questions. You know, they have children that are older, older than ours. So when we start having questions or issues, we'll reach out to them. Uh, we'll, we'll reach out to our parents. We'll reach out to other married couples that, you know, we see succeed, have, have succeeded and are currently still succeeding in their, in their marriages. Uh, other people you can reach out to on a more professional level, counselors, you know, if you're married, marriage counselors, if you're having par parenting issues, um, you know, child psychologists, child psychologists, or um, just overall general family counselors will be able to help out. Pastors, if you're part of a good church, I always recommend reaching out to a, a good pastor. They will help you out. Trust me, it's a very good resource. Always, always ask the questions because um, one time I was asked or somebody told me I have a stupid question. And my answer to them, and this is I still, still hold true. You know, I always thought that the idea of there's no stupid question was true. But I, I recently got the reason why in my head, and this is... This is why I really believe it. I would rather you ask me what you believe is a stupid question and I give you the right answer than I'm trying to fix, help you fix what you broke because you didn't bother to get the right answer. Right? So just ask the question, get as much good advice as you can, and then do what's best. Um, and the more questions you ask, the better person you become. Uh, because you just, again, you have more information and it can help you just get better at whatever you're trying to do. And here's the, something that's very important. And and I want, want to make sure I'm very clear on how this is um, absorbed uh, the way I'm saying it. Doubt yourself. Okay? I want you to doubt yourself enough to always want to do better. Okay? You know, a lot of people always say, oh, you got to you got to trust in yourself. You got to make sure, you know, you got this. You got this. You got this. You can do this. Yes, that's great. I agree. Everybody should have a, a, a form of confidence. 
but I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves where people are like, I don't need anybody. And that's getting very, very dangerous in our society. It's getting so dangerous that uh, families are falling apart. Children are being left behind. Societies are at each other's throats where we think we don't need anybody's help for anything. So I want people to start to believe that there are things we need help with. So start doubting yourself just enough to always want to do better. Don't be negative. Okay. Don't beat yourself up over, you know, making a small mistake that isn't really consequential to the point where people are her or, you know, you can't come back from it in a, in a short amount of time, whatever. Don't be negative, but always understand that you could always do better. Okay. You know, it's just like, there's always room for improvement. Never think you've perfected something. Okay. So like I said, doubt yourself enough to always want to do better, but don't get negative with it. So here are the things I really think is going to what really help um, beyond the trying to continuously grow with reading, asking questions, and, you know, making sure you doubt yourself just enough to remember you can always get better. Here are the things that really help. Internal support. And these are things like your spouse and your really, really, really close friends. Okay. Um, and this is going to be like, so maybe you have roommates, um, that are really close friends or something like that. So spouses are, are really key when it comes to getting things done. Like I said, I understand that there are single parents that are going to be out there and that's, that's unfortunate, but do not neglect having a spouse. If you are a husband or you are a wife, I understand I'm speaking mostly to dads on this. Do not neglect the fact that you have a spouse. They are there by choice. Acknowledge that choice. Thank them for that choice and be there for them just as, just as they are for, the, for you. Utilize them just as they should be utilizing you. Okay. You guys love each other. Yes. But remember, you're also a team in this joint venture you took called parenting. And this joint venture you guys chose called your marriage. And this joint venture you called buying a house or renting a home or owning cars or whatever it is that you're trying to figure out is the current problem. You guys are there and doing it together. Deal with it together. Now, granted, one person may be the, the current action taker, but you're both trying to figure it out together. And you might both need to talk about it together to to devise whatever the current plan is going to be. One might be the information gatherer, but you both should be able to hash out and you know bounce ideas off of each other. Um, and it's also not even just informational, it's emotional as well. It's spiritual for those of faith. You know, you guys need to be able to lean on each other. Um, the next one is external support. Again, you know, trying to reach out to people outside of your uh, internal supports. And this is harder for a lot of people, mostly because they might have to learn to get over themselves. A lot of people feel, again, like I go back to this, this idea of, I got it. I can do it on my own. I don't need anybody. That's what's going to hurt people the most. We have to learn that we need people. Now, if you need help, or you have questions or anything like that, reach out to them. 
ask them questions, ask for their advice, okay? What's the worst they're going to say? No. And if they're people that are going to ridicule you for that, they're not worth it. And to be honest, they might be family, but they're not really good family. They might be friends and you might want to reconsider, are they really friends I want to be friends with anyways? Um, if they're not really going to be worth it when you're trying to actually talk to them about something that's important, okay? Because if they're friends and you're trying to talk to them about something important, they're not really friends to begin with. Next thing is have tons of flexibility. This for me was very hard to adjust, especially when I first ended my military career. Because usually in the military, when you set a schedule, you have time hacks, you really, 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 really want to stick to your time hacks. Because you're not the only one relying on those time hacks. You have other teams, you have other members that are trying to make sure that they're trying to meet their time hacks that line up to yours. So when we set a schedule and we made a plan, I really wanted to make sure we stuck to it. So if something didn't happen to that, it was really hard for me. I had to adjust to that. Now that we've gotten a lot, I've gotten a lot better to that, having the extra flexibility is great, but um, we do still have to work on making sure we have the flexibility where it's warranted. So the best you can do is where it's permissible in life, obviously, you want to make sure you give yourself flexibility. Give yourself that extra half hour travel time. Give yourself, you know, uh, if you can, the, the extra buffer if you need to in, in your budget, if, if you have the extra buffer. Give yourself the extra room to say yes or say no to certain things in your schedule. You know, just try and build in, some people refer to it as margin. Some people refer to it as emotional flexibility. You know, just different areas, try and figure out where you can be more flexible and and work on that uh, mindset so that as things come up, you're not as stressed out. Because if you're stressed out, you're going to feel like you're failing. But if you learn you can be flexible in certain areas, you're not going to be failing. You're going to get end up getting more things done because you can move something around. It's not going to be as big of a deal that certain smaller things don't happen. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of things that we plan on doing, but they're not a big deal. And we get the big things done and we're happy. And so we completely forget about the little things and we just got the big things done and we're happy. So we got it done. And that moves on to the next thing. And that's to have even more grace than you do flexibility. Because again, to be honest, though we get a lot done, we don't get everything done that's on our list. Because to be honest, sometimes the laundry takes till the next cycle to put it away. Sometimes it won't get put away. It's just the way it happens. Sometimes we didn't vacuum that room like we wanted to. Sometimes we chose to eat out instead of cook that day. Sometimes, I don't know, you, you name it. And certain less consequential things didn't happen because we chose to go for a walk with our kids. Because we chose to do something more important than the less important. And that is a choice that we we made. And that's how we can be happy in our lives and how we can make the decisions and we got it done. Because to be honest, we only have 24 hours. We have the same 24 hours as everybody else. And so we choose to do what is important 
for our family. And that's what every family needs to do. Choose what is important for their family. So have the choice of what are you going to do for your family. Talk to your internal supports. It might have to be just between you and your kids if you unfortunately don't have that extra spouse. If it, you do have your spouse, make sure you're having those conversations between you two. If you're not quite sure how to prioritize it, reach out to those external supports. You know, See really um, what, what kind of things you have to put the priorities on. Again, maybe you have to reach out to a counselor or a pastor um, just to try and get your bearings straight when it comes to the parenting side. You know, are you being too strict with some things versus other things? You know, help help to get an external um, perspective. Have tons of flexibility. Remember, you only have 24 hours. And then if you do ch- change your mind and something just doesn't get done, give yourself tons and tons of grace. Well, I pray that by listening to me talk about how we get it done and what we have to do to kind of better ourselves and, again, go through life and, and figure it out, you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and share. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, email, web, and like I said last uh, podcast, I'm now also on Facebook. Uh, if you want, you can search for my podcast on pretty much everywhere at DIY Data 5. Thank you. Remember to keep taking your temps, and I will see you in two weeks.